0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this evening's branding and cash flow call. I am glad to have everyone here. As always, if you are in the position to, please turn on your cameras and show your shining, smiling faces so that we can feel each other's energy. And also, if at any time you have any questions or thoughts, if your camera is on, you can wave, and we will acknowledge you that way. you... <coughs> If your camera's not on, not to worry. You can do one or two things. You can click on Participants, and from there, you you see a small blue hand that says Raise Hand. You can click on that. And as always, you are more than welcome to type in your comments and questions in the chat. This evening, we will be talking about Let's Get It and Keep It. We're going to be talking about how to get sales and how to make sure that you keep sales coming in. So we all know we've been uh, learning in order to get sales, you have to have the right congregation, finding your congregation, knowing who your customers are, finding out who they are, and then getting your product or service out there so that people can know that you have a product or service and then they will come to you and get what it is that you need. In order to uh, get your customers also. We've also talked about making friends from your potential customers. You want to be that friend to your customers. You want to dig deep and learn more about them, learn what it is that they want, learn what it is that they need, so that you can let them know how your product will benefit them. Mr. Peel always talks about it the features and benefits of your product or services so that the customers can know, okay, this is something that I want, or this is something that I need. And they will get it from you. In order to keep it, you want to make sure that you have what your customers need in order to keep your sales coming in, constantly keep sales coming in. Make sure that you have what your customers need. And it is a, it is a difference because you want to make sure you have what your customers need, you also want to make sure you have what your customers want needing something and wanting something are two totally different things. I wanted an iPhone. Did I need an iPhone? No, I just needed a cell phone, but I wanted an iPhone because I love all things Apple. That's just me. I love gadgets. okay? So you want to make sure that you have what your customers want and what they need. one of my vehicles that i had prior to the one i have now was a dodge nitro I can't remember the year but it was a dodge nitro my dad and i went to the dodge dealership because i he took me there because i was going for a different kind of car it was a dodge but it was a different kind of car and i, I we talked to the salesman he came out and i was talking to the salesman he said oh, okay i um well, you, I think you would really look good over there in this in this vehicle over here. And he pointed to this red Dodge Nitro, which is an SUV, and it had shiny rims on it. And my dad said, when I look when I saw your face, I knew we were not leaving the dealership until we got that truck. And so that was not the car that I was coming to get. I didn't need that Dodge Nitro. But so when my dad saw my face, he saw that I wanted the Dodge Nitro. So the car salesman did his job. He made sure. He had what I wanted, not what I needed. But he also, he, he did both. He made sure I had, he had what I wanted and what I needed. He knew I came because I needed a vehicle. But he also knew, okay, she needs a vehicle. but She may want that over there. So, and that's how we ended up getting the Dodge Nitro. I ended up getting the Dodge Nitro. So you want to make sure you have what your customers need as well as what they want. Before I go on, is there anyone who would like to comment, have any thoughts or questions about what we've been talking about thus far? All right? Okay. We're gonna keep it going, keep it moving. Also, questions you want to ask yourself? Well, how do you know if you have products or services that people want or need? So I'm going to ask that question to you before I answer. How do you know that you have products or services that people want or need? Would anybody like to volunteer and answer that question? How do you know that you have something that people want or need? Go ahead, Mr. Michelle G. Um, it solves the problem for them. Okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> if your product or service solves people's problems, you ha- you definitely have something that people want and need. That is a great. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Go ahead, Mr. Field.
1: Well, also, if it allows them to take advantage of an opportunity. That's the other end of the stick. One of the end of the stick is I've got something I can solve your problems. The other end of the stick is I have something that can help you take advantage of the opportunity. And in this environment, I think it's both. I think there's an opportunity out there because of the environment we're in right now. It's never been out there before, and hopefully will never be out there again. And there's plenty of problems out there that people are dealing with that we can help them with that.
0: We were all, y'all are on the money. Thank you so much, Mr. Field. So Michelle G. says if, if your product or service solves the problem, and Mr. Field says if people can take advantage of the opportunity, yes, he said the other end of the section, that is satisfying. That I love y'all so much. <laughs> y'all always say the right things. So you want to make sure that your product or service solves the problem and that people can take advantage of the opportunity of what it is that you have. Was there anyone else who wanted to comment or have a question about how you know if you have something people want or need? All right. Okay, oh, Mr. Phil.
1: Well, and I've, I've shared this many times with the group, but it's always nice to repeat it. You start off by asking questions and listening. Are you an active listener? Are you somebody that understands what active listening is and how that's different than just passive listening? So you want to start off with current and past situation questions. Hey, what's going on now? And tell me about what's happened in the past. Then opportunity or problem question. That way you determine whether they have an opportunity you're gonna help them leverage or they have a problem you're gonna help them solve. Then you wanna know what is the opportunity or the problems impacting? Does it impact uh, employee retention? Does it impact delivery? Does it impact dealing with stress? Does it impact dealing with change? Does it impact whatever that impacts? And then there's solution seeking questions. A great salesman can ask you a question that by you answering it, you're going to tell that salesman what that salesman can do for you, which is much more powerful than the salesman telling you what you can do for you. So that's a skill. If you can develop that skill, that way you can find out what the customer needs and then have them tell you with their own words and through their own mouth on how you can help them. Thank
0: you again for that, Mr. Phil. Yes. Yes, sir. It all goes goes back to learning more about your customer, digging deep and asking those questions that Mr. Phil was talking about. The current and past questions was uh, part of the things that he was talking about. You want to make sure you get to know your customers so that you can uh, really let them know what it is and how you can best serve them with your product or service. Thank you so much for that, Mr. Phil. All right. Did anyone else have anything they wanted to share before we moved on? All right, keeping it going. Now, another question you should ask yourself, if I don't have something people want or need, how do I make my product something that people want or need? And Mr. Phil, he he hit on it just now, uh, a few moments ago, and we've been talking about it more and more. Go ahead, Miss
2: Michelle. I was just going to say, um, like he was saying, by listening to your asking questions, listening to them, um, polling your, your um, customers and uh, paying attention to what they're telling you, even when you don't, when you're not polling, you're still paying attention to what things that they're saying. Uh, even you know, without asking questions. Listen to what they're saying and what they're needing, and mm-hmm. that's how you'll find out.
0: Y'all, y'all are on it today. Y'all are always on it. That's why I love talking to y'all. Yes, thank you, Ms. Michelle. Going back, talking to your people, and she said, she said one thing that I had, and I wrote down that I wanted to make sure I mentioned, and she said, it. poll your audience. Make sure you poll your audience and look what it is that your customers are saying. So I believe everyone on here, if not all of us, were on the daily meeting this morning with Antonio. And he was saying he was telling he was telling all of us he was he was talking to Reggie and myself, but he, he was talking to everyone in the in the group that was on the call. Hey, go on your timeline and see what people are talking about. See what they are wanting. See what they're talking about to see what they want. You know, and if your product or service can, you know, fit what it is that they want, you go ahead and you know that those people are your customers. I saw a question. What if you don't know what you can do for them? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer this question and I'm, I'm going to uh, see if anyone else would like to a- answer this question as well. Lady Maya says, what if you don't know what you can do for them? Think about what it is that you love to do for people, Maya, and then go poll your audience. So Maya, are you able to talk? Yes. Okay. Now Michelle G said ask ask people and tailor your business to do that. What is it that you love to do, Lady Maya?
2: I love to to make people happy, basically. Just to kind
0: of Okay. Thing. Keep going. I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You love to make people happy. Okay. So since you love to make people happy, you go and you poll your audience. You go to your social media and you poll your audience and you say, Hey, what ways do you like to be made happy, or something along that those lines? And when they say what they what it is that you know makes them happy, you know, you tailor your business to that. Um, Mr. Phil. Would you mind answering this question as well? Sure. All right. Uh, Maya was asking, "What if you don't know what you can do for people?"
1: Well, that means that you may not have thought through what you're offering them, because you should think backwards. What do they need, and then how can I put together something that will fulfill their needs? Then what I can charge them. Is enough that I can cover my cost and have a profit? If you watch Shark Tank, they're always asking, you know, how much margin? What's the margin? What's the margin? What do you, what do you make it for? What do you wholesale it for? And what is it retail for? Because in good business, you got to have that margin. You have cost of goods, you have expenses, you have revenue, and you should have profit at the end. You know, some people create a business where they don't make any profit. They, they, you can't make it up in volume. The more you sell, the more broke you get. So you got to do some research. And today with the internet, it's so easy to do research, but also intuitively, you know what people want. You know, well, they want to feel better about themselves. They want to feel better about the people around them. They want to deal with change. They want to deal with stress. They want to learn to communicate better. They want to learn how to get over the, the doldrums. I've been I've been calling a lot of my past contacts recently and just said, how you doing? I was thinking about you. I just wanted to touch base with you.
3: Hey, everybody. I'm literally on the phone with Christina right now of the most amazing thing that I've ever seen. Now, if you love Gary Vee, you're absolutely going to love this company. I must tell you right now that my mind was just blown. Christina just blew my mind off. I got to go pick it up. She said, why is there only two ways? One way to do something, two ways to do something and they have a third way. Right Side Up is the way of the third
4: way. Hey guys, it's Deanna and I'm here to tell you about this wonderful new company called Right Side Up. Their energy is perfectly amazing and it's perfect for us, for the entrepreneurs, those just now starting, those that have been established and those that have growth beyond belief. Right Side Up is the company for you. It's your business. And if the people that you're going to are not transparent with you and giving you what you need so you can understand your campaign, then you want someone on your team. You want someone on your side. And that's what Right Side Up does for you. They give you all of the skills you need. They give you what you need without the black box, without covering up, without the the ins and outs or hiding something underneath the rug. No, Right Side Up is perfect for you. Right Side Up, they have a collective of premium, fully vetted growth marketing talent ready for hire. So you don't have to worry about if this person is perfect for you or if this person can actually do what you ask them to do. Right Side Up has already covered that for you. They work directly with you to hand select marketers to work with your team. So whether you just need one person to help you or you need like a team of five or 5,000 people, well, maybe not 5,000, but you know what I mean. Or if you need just five hours a week or if you need 50 hours a week, Right Side Up helps you with that. They specialize in channels like paid search. So if you're looking to put your put your company on a paid search, so every time somebody searches for you and they find you, you know, paid social and more. And they've also created industry-leading practices for Amazon. Think about it. Amazon. Who does not know about Amazon. Affiliate marketing and guess what else? Podcast advertising. See, Right Side Up is trusted by hundreds of early stage ventures, growing tech companies like DoorDash, Zenefits and Yelp. We all know about Yelp. We all know about DoorDash. And they also they all they're also trusted by well-established Fortune 500 teams to do one thing and one thing better. And that's growth marketing. So if you need to launch a campaign or grow your marketing team, you need Right Side Up. Okay, look, your business is your business. And if marketing agencies don't give you the transparency you need to understand your campaigns, you might want to hire someone for your team. Well, Right Side Up, you get the skills you need without the black box. The wonderful thing about Right Side Up is it's a collective of premium, fully vetted growth marketing talent ready for hire. Right Side Up works directly with companies to hand select marketers to work with your team, whether you need one person or five, or if you need five hours or a week or even 50. Right Side Up is the company for you. They specialize in channels like paid search, paid social, and more. They've also created industry-leading practices for Amazon, affiliate marketing, and guess what else? Podcast Advertising. And they are trusted by hundreds of early-stage ventures, growing tech companies like DoorDash, Zenefits, and Yelp, and well-established Fortune 500 teams to do one thing better, growth marketing. So if you need to launch a campaign or grow your marketing team, you need Right Side Up. And right now, Right Side Up is offering our listeners a free week of service after your first quarter of engagement when you go to RightSideUp.com slash B2B. Again, that's RightSideUp.com slash B2B to speak to one of their marketing stra- strategists and finally get the customer acquisition and marketing help you need. Go to rightsideup slash
1: B2B. Yeah, how you, how you doing with this situation we're all dealing with? And then I just shut up and listen. And it's amazing how they say, boy, I appreciate you even called. I appreciate you even willing to listen. And then I find little nuggets of things that I might be able to do for them at no cost to them and no cost to me. It's just something I did for them. And then when we come out of this and we will come out of this, they'll remember you. They'll say, boy, that that Grace called me when things were tough and really helped me out. Now I need some help in this area. Maybe she can help me there and they'll call you. So now's the time to plant the seeds that will grow into some some profits later on. Or you can go hide under the bed. And see what that gets you.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Phil. Lady Maya, did that answer your question?
2: Yes. No hiding under the bed, sir. Okay. That's
0: it. <laughs> That's it. But the thing that Mr. Phil is doing with the you know the people that he, he knows I, I can so see I could see you doing that. I can see you calling people, you know, and letting them know, hey, you know, just want to check on you, see how you're doing, if, if, there, if there's anything I can do for you. You say you love making people happy. Most times, like Mr. Phil said, most times people just want to listen to if, and just to know that someone is there that really cares. And I'm telling you, you call somebody out of the blue, like, man, why you called me? And I wasn't expecting that, that you will make that day all right i'll I'll I'll
1: even i'll I'll even start the conversation is you popped into my head and so i'm just acting on on some Mm -hmm. prompting i've got and people appreciate that and it's it's true now they may have popped into my head because my contacts on my phone right that's what made them pop into my head but i don't tell them that (laughs) good Yeah. yeah i mean we've got tools now Back when I was doing this in the old days, you know, we had to get phone books. We had to buy leads. We had to to have these big directories with phone numbers in them and everything else. And now we carry around our directory with us. And you want to know who to call, just open up your phone and go through your contact list. You know, now it's nice if you've got a lot of people in your contact list. And if you don't have a lot of people in your contact list, what do you have to do? Start putting people in your contact list you know, make it a goal that I'm going to start adding people to my contact list now, today, as you run across people. I think I've got 1,500 or 1,600 people in mind. Wow.
0: All right, sir. Okay. Maya says, yes, sir, will do. All right. Thanks so much for that, Mr. Phil. Okay. Did anyone else? Maurice,
5: did you have yeah. anything, a question or comment? Go ahead. I did. I wanted to mention, too, um, that was a takeaway from this morning's meeting was that was, um, it's been stuck with me all day. Um, two things I want to mention, and to, to Phil's point um, about past clients that people are doing that, um, we got an email today from a hotel that we did a class that happened to be in Cleveland, Ohio. So the hotel you know, hotels we brought out. It just happened, they've been brought out and it was the, um, I forget the name of the, who they were, but they were brought out by another one. I believe they, they were brought out by Hyatt. But the email went went just like what you said, hey, we're just thinking about you. Uh, we know you did a class here back in 2008 and um, we have a new, we spent $6 million in renovation. And if you're interested, give us a call. and these times I'm sure we can work out something, um, you know, some good prices on if you're interested in doing another class here. The hotel, you know, and you know the hospitality industry is really taking a big hit with everything that's going on now. Um, and then the other takeaway that I wanted to mention was that when the question was asked about distinguishing your personal page from your business page, and making sure that you can distinguish the difference and knowing that people that's on your personal page are there for personal reasons and that people on your business page are there for business reasons and not to mix up the two because, and I, and you know, and this is just for, on a personal, for me, that was like, I was hitting my head, bumping my head with that for a long time, thinking that, you know, the per- person said, why can't get people to buy from me? Or why couldn't I get them to, you know, support? But that was it. They're on your personal page for personal reasons. And then you're not gonna, so that was just a good takeaway to kind of add to that and to know first identifying who who the audience is. So now that I know that I'm dealing with a person, on my personal page and using that personal page, you know, to help to tailor the conversation and content for the business page, you know? So that was very um, powerful and a good takeaway of to make sure that you understand your audience you're being present right there with with, with who you're talking to that's what that that was what worked for me with that one it was real powerful and a a, a aha moment you know a light bulb moment you know just so to speak Yep.
2: yeah i agree with all that we have because we've been doing this for so long a lot of our clients are also our friends and we don't talk business on on our personal page you know we stay in touch on a personal level and may message each other or or you know like each other's things because we like each other and respect each other and respect each other's business and family and keep up with all that and you know we don't talk business there but you know a lot of them are also um like our business page as well and we put the business things there and they know that we're there and they can keep up with it there but you know sometimes there is that cross but just just know to keep up with them and their family and and do positive posts that kind of reflect you as a person that you know they they know your character because your character has a lot to do with whether they're going to hire you or not
0: Right. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, Maurice and Miss Susan. You and all then, made great oh, Go ahead, sir.
1: Yeah, a friend of mine, Jeffrey Gittimer, he's a sales trainer. He gets like $25,000 for an hour to $30,000 for an hour. My three favorite Gittimer lines are number one, most salespeople aren't willing to do the work to make selling easy. I think that's a great line. Most salespeople aren't willing to do the work to make number two it's not our customer's job to remember us and number three and he's trademarked this nobody likes to be sold but everyone loves to buy so he actually trademarked that
0: okay yes yes jeffrey ginnimer is really good really one of the greatest uh so i have one of his books it's called uh the little red book of selling so oh, yes <laughs> good good yes it, No one loves selling, but they love to buy, yes. Okay, I don't like to be sold, but I love to buy. My deal is, if I buy, that means you had to sell me on something. So, Mr. Peel, can you break that down real quick?
1: Yeah, like it, it, really, it really comes down to trust. You know, do I trust the person I'm dealing with to understand me well enough that are willing to give me something that will fulfill my needs? The best car salesman I've ever been across is a friend of mine, Ralph Marinacci, And I started buying cars from him when I was 18 years old. And I've probably bought 80% of my cars from him in my lifetime, which have been a few, if you can imagine. <laughs> and here's how we would do it. I would call him up. I would tell him what I wanted, he would find it, I would buy it, and if anything was wrong, he would fix it. That was our deal. Never negotiated price with him because I didn't want to insult him. I trusted him enough that he didn't have enough margin here that he'd make his money, but he'd give me the best price he could. That's the kind of relationship you want to have with your customers, that they trust you well enough, that they're going to tell you what their needs are, you're going to go f- find what what they said they needed. You're going to offer it to them. They're going to buy. And if anything doesn't work, you're going to fix it. Right. Thank
0: you so much for that. Thank you. All right. All right. Okay. So to recap, in order to get your customers and to get sales. You want to make sure that you have what it is, you have a product or service that customers want and need, and you dig deep, talk to your customers, find out what it is that they're looking for, what they want, what they need, tailor your business, your product or service to that, and let them know how they can greatly benefit from what it is that you have. And then to keep sales coming in, you continue to do that same process. You you keep up with the customers. Continue to talk with them, see what it is that they want or need. Make sure that you have what it is they want or need. And another way that you know that you have something, a product or service that others want or need, is when a customer has your product or service, and then they go and tell others about it. You definitely have a product or service that others want or need. Word of mouth is the best advertisement ever. And when somebody tells, oh, if I have a friend. In the Philadelphia area, New Jersey area, yeah, I'm looking to uh, buy a house. You know anybody that could help me out? I sure do. I got a good friend of mine, Maurice Muhammad. That you, I, I'm, I'm going to give him your number, and he will take good care of you. Oh, but you know what? I'm looking to start a nonprofit. I just don't know how to get it off the ground. You know anybody? I sure do. And Michelle Graham. I'm going to give you her number. I'm pretty sure she can take care of you. She will greatly take care of you. Oh, I'm, I'm looking to, um, uh, I'm, I'm getting started into. To, speaking and professional speaking but I just need to have the tools and the you know the things that you need to get you know anybody I sure do I got some humor consultants for you I'm gonna take good care of you word of mouth best advertisement ever you advertisement ever you know you have something that people want or need when others are talking about your product or your service um, I've been doing the math videos online thank you to those of you who have been commenting on my videos, and I've been having people say, oh, thank you for these videos. Parents need, uh, parents need these types of videos because the kids are at home and they want them to continue to learn. So coming up with something that uh, Antonio told me two years ago to do. It's okay. I'm doing it now. <laughs> but it's something that definitely people, parents definitely want and need for their children, and you want to make sure that you have that with your product or service: Did anyone oh go ahead Mr?: Bill.
1: Yeah, and, and the, the challenge, and I've said this before on the most people have a very negative view of salesmen, because you, you know the line, oh, he could sell ice cubes to the Eskimos. Yeah. to me, that's, to me, that's offensive. Unless that Eskimo needed those ice cubes, the fact that you could sell ice cubes to an Eskimo, that means you're a manipulator, That means you're a crook that means you're a thief. So I'm offended when somebody says that. Now the Eskimo may need ice cubes because he doesn't or she doesn't have a way to create the cubes and therefore you can provide them with value. But just to say that, that's what puts salesmen in a bad light because they have this reputation from the old snake oil salesman. You know, hey, I got this back in the old days. I wrote an article in 1982, you thought you were a banker, not a salesman that had talked about the selling process in the banking environment. And you know what? It's still valid today. I still send it out. When I run into a banker, I send it to them and they go, Phil, this article is as valid today as it was in 82. I said, I know that's either, that's a good thing and a bad thing. We haven't progressed because you're right. Yes, sir. Yes,
0: sir. People do, you know, most people do have, when they hear the word sales, they have, it's like a, bad connotation with it and so you wanna make sure that we talked about it one in another training where you don't have to tell people that you're in sales, but you you answer questions and you you tell people what it is that you have to offer about your business or your service. Because a lot of times people don't want to be salesmen but they have products or services that they need to sell. (laughs) So you want to make sure that you have, you put it in a good light. Let people know, hey, I'm not a cook. I am not, you know, the snake oil salesman. I am the person who is here to help you with what it is that you need, help you with what it is that you want. Does anyone else have any questions or thoughts?
5: Yeah, I have a thought to add, to. Go ahead, sir. you know, function supersedes t- title, that's what comes to mind, you know, it's function. So if you do the function of serving a person, then you don't have to sell them, you know, so almost, as, you know, so if you're serving a person and giving information on what you do well, let's use math and you like with the videos. It will be no brainer for me to make sure I reach out to you if I need some math tutor and you know, or because of your um because you're 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 doing the function. So that's what comes to mind is like function supersedes the title, you know, in sales. If I'm doing it or carrying it out, then I'm not really selling, you know, that'll automatically happen. You know, that that's a natural thing. It'll the natural process of it. Should happen if I'm serving you. You know, if I serve you in a manner, then I will not have to sell you. You know, and and that's one of the takeaways of learning from these classes. You know, is that because for a long time was a negative connotation to sell, and I didn't really realize it until I started listening to and taking the classes, and it was that negative of being sold by someone that was able to sell ice to an Eskimo or sell a Brooklyn Bridge to you or sell you, you know, sell New York City, you know, or being in that, dealing with, having that experience with individuals. And I'm in sales, you know, and dealing with that. So, but when you, you know, that was the takeaway. That was That's what I thought, that's the thought I had to add.
0: Thank you for letting me share that. <laughs> yeah. right, thank you, that's
4: good,
0: you, that's, you know, you're right, you're right. You know, if, when you put it as I'm, you know, I'm not selling, I'm really serving. <laughs> In which in which case you are your product or your service you are actually serving people with what it is that you have and when you look at it like that when you you know people people will tell you all the time man i'm not good in sales i have i know i have this product and service but i'm not good in sales but if, if you put it and you let them know hey you're actually serving people with your product and service they'll you know that you, you know what you're right that's what i'm doing and they will they will take that a lot better and then and then uh really go with it because one of one of our very own, uh, Adonia, yeah, she doesn't like sales, you know, she don't like sales either, uh-uh, uh, no, but when she knows that she's serving and helping people within her gifts, you couldn't stop her. So thank you for that, Maurice. Anyone else, any questions or thoughts? All right. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this week's Branding and Cash Flow. Those of us who are part of the Bureau of Diamond Speakers, get ready. In about 27 minutes, we will be going in training with Phil and Susan Sorrentino on having fun while getting paid to speak. As soon as we jump off this call, we'll be jumping on the next call. If you want to chime in early, you can. We will be getting started at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 o'clock P.M. Eastern Standard Time. So thank you again for joining us. Everyone have a
3: good night and we will see you on another call. Take care, everyone. I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect. You're already absolutely great and you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have. It's not what you do. It's what you know How do we take everything that everyone before you has done, and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family? My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from 6 to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything, and somehow I'm in the top 1% today To date, it is the longest book that I've ever written, the most best book that I've ever written, and that book is called The Richest Man in the Trash Can and I'm offering it to you today for free. This book is gonna show you how to become wealthy into the top 1% and leave the middle class. This book is gonna give you a step-by-step plan if you're 30 years old, all the way to 70 years old, how to get into the top 1%. If you're a teenager, how to get to the top 1%. If you're a millennial, how to get to the top 1%. It's gonna teach you how to make six figures immediately, teach you how to get to a million dollars immediately, all that good stuff plus I'm going to give you the 36 objective laws of leaving the middle class plus I'm going to give you every last one of my secrets that have made me rich. You have to understand that leaving the middle class is the most important fight that you're going to have in your life and to be honest with you and you can kind of relate to this it almost takes $450,000 a year just to be broke in America and that's just in America. If you don't leave the middle class, which is actually an illusion, then you are gonna have a really hard time. Think about it for a second. Some, of, Most of you are gonna be watching this are gonna be baby boomers, and you've been sold a bad check. They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable, and I'm gonna give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement, and then as Grant Cardone would say, 10 extra retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I want to send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom and I believe that this book is right for you. Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate.